Everyman Podcast. The every plus man equals every man. What's up, Brother Jay? Every man plus size. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, it's gonna be our our new our new uh, our bonus episodes are every man uh, every man plus size, big and tall. Plus 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 size. Yeah. Big. Double, triple, quadruple. Septuple XL. <laughs> yeah, if you love the podcast now, wait till you get the 4XL. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's going to be a pleasure. Daryl, what's happening, bro? Oh, man, you know what it is. It's 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 coronavirus season. It's it's the, the cosmic <laughs> canoe, and uh, it's it's our level of positivity totally usurping anything negative that could come out in the world, man. That's what it is. We are usurpers of negativity. Usurpers. Usurpers. You know, it's funny you say that because I've been playing Doom Eternal, uh, which just just came out, and uh, I just beat the Marauder, um, which is like this uh, demon uh, version of the Doom Slayer, and he accuses you of being a usurper uh, for turning really? turning your back on on uh, the the guild. So it's uh, yeah. I'm very I'm very well familiar with the with the concept, and I'm very excited about it. So. Like you said, uh, coronavirus. We're in. We're in it. We're up in it, and we're on lockdown. Um, Daryl and I have been making the most of it, and we've been recording a lot of podcasts this week. Um, and it it may get confusing when you listen to them. Uh, you know, the intros. Uh, some of them may have happened before they were posted. So, um, <laughs> you know, this week uh, on the podcast, uh, our friend from Dream Theater, Mike Mangini is returning to the show to give us an update on what he's up to and uh you know kind of his thoughts on everything that's going on right now and we get into a little bit of everything we take some questions from from our listeners and uh you know just have a great classic another classic mangini podcast yeah gotta love it gotta love mike he's always positive he's he's a true everyman and the one thing i love about mike is his uh, his affection and his, his his overall elation that he has for not only the the dream theater group but the the dream theater fans and the everyman fans um he's he's a he's he's a, he's a consummate teacher he he loves to instruct and um I, and we've talked about this on the the podcast before brother jay you know there's there's two types of things that are going on out there right you know you got you got people who teach and then you got you know other people who uh, kind of uh, subscribe to the 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 tyrant way of things we don't we don't promote that we promote nothing but positivity and you know for uh, uh mike mangini he's he's every bit positive and every uh, bit projecting that uh, that mold and uh, mold forward uh, for our, for all of our listeners yeah, he, he really is. He's the real deal. Uh, you know, you don't need to don't need us to tell you that uh, if you're familiar with his work and his work with Dream Theater. Um, and also, there, there's a little bit of audio trouble we had in the beginning, but we get it sorted out. So just just bear with it for the first couple minutes of the interview there. Um, and uh, you know, Mike's posting on social media now a lot. We talk about that. He's he's got his YouTube going uh, and he's posting these awesome instructional drum videos. So. While you're home, uh, you know, in between listening to episodes of the Everyman podcast and uh, doing your your anger cleaning like I've been doing, um, <laughs> yeah. just you know, you know, uh, <laughs> check out Mike Mangini's uh, YouTube thing there, and uh, you know, when you when you uh, have a chance, um, you know, maybe share, just pick up the phone and share share uh, you know a little positive note with with your loved ones that you haven't maybe talked to in a while, uh, since we're all home, we all got the time. And uh, hang in there. We're we're hanging in, and um, 
you know, we're going to have a lot of really cool interviews the next uh, next couple weeks here. I'm going to drop a couple bonus episodes here here and there, a little Everyman XL. And, um, you know, we got uh, Super Bowl champions. We got world-class uh, musicians and drummers and, uh, you know, all sorts of professionals and, and excellent everyman and every women coming to you uh, only on the Everyman podcast. So strap in, uh, leave us a review, give it, you know, subscribe to the pod if you haven't, and you're just uh, cruising, downloading these episodes every, every time they come out. Uh, that way you don't miss any of these bonus Everyman XL shows and uh, Everyman BB... BBXL <laughs> and uh, the yeah. everyman connection. That's right. That's right. So uh, strap in, enjoy another uh, wonderful podcast with our friend Mike Mangini from Dream Theater, and uh, we will catch you next week with our interview with Super Bowl Fifty champion Ryan Harris. Let's get it. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is our favorite guest, our favorite drummer from our favorite band, the one and only Mike Mangini. Mike, how are you, brother? I'm well coping. How are you, oh, Justin? I'm I'm hanging. We're 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 all we're all good. We're all good here. Daryl's good. And uh, you know, before we get into it, man, I, I just I, we got to address the elephant in the room here. So, uh, number one thing that's on all our minds, you know came out of nowhere turned the world upside down tom brady the goat has left new england uh mm-hmm. and he has signed with tampa bay mm-hmm. my first <laughs> question for you mike is how are you coping with this oh well judging from all the text messages i got concerned about my well-being uh i i i'm okay since so many people cared about <laughs> how i <laughs> how I fall because I have nothing to do with it, but that's all right because it affects me. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at it now for, for, for entertainment purposes. Um, you know, it's like, oh, because you know the, the, you know the narrative. The entire, the entire season is going to be. How are the Patriots going to do without him? Mm-hmm. How is he going to do without the Patriots? And <laughs> you know, that's what the NFL uh, will be about next year. Oh my gosh! And you know, it's interesting because I I have I have something. Uh, in fact, you know, hold on, it's right there. I'm just gonna get it. All right, let's see this. Let's see this bad boy. I have to show you. Can't wait to see this. Can't wait to see this. Mike Mike is grabbing a prop for us now. He is. Oh my goodness! Grabbing it. Look at that. Oh, look at the that. greatest. It's a it's a plaque of Tom Brady. With uh, all of the Super Bowl yeah. tickets, and it says the greatest of all time. That's beautiful. Yeah. Did you take? Yeah. Did you take that down in anger? No, no, no. no. I, haven't, I, I haven't. I haven't put it up yet because I, you know, I haven't. In the time I've been home, I've, I've been doing you know lockdown stuff for, for I don't know, family things and and releasing videos and stuff. But I haven't uh, gone out to get the proper the proper way to uh, hang it up. So. Um, Anyway, I haven't hung it up yet. It's an interesting story. Daryl, could you you can't see that, can you? Oh, I can see everything. Oh, you can see. <laughs> yeah, he can see us. Yeah, see it all. Yeah, he can see it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's yeah. a real that's a real beauty. Yeah, my you know my uh, my thoughts immediately were, were drawn to the uh, Massachusetts area when uh, yeah. when I saw that, and I, I was I was wondering how you were, how you were holding up with it, and uh, it was kind of I mean. If it's crazy to think, like, and obviously, you know, we're we're all on on lockdown here with the coronavirus going on, and you know, 
any other day this would be like uh you know the number one news story and it still is a big story but it like kind of got overshadowed a little bit so tom brady got his shine kind of stepped on by uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by covid19 and you know i just i don't yeah. know i'm uh I'm looking forward to it. I mean, any you know, the, that's the cool thing about the NFL is like the parity of the league, right? Where things can one guy can jump divisions and jump conferences and changes the whole landscape. Well, that's that that is what happens when that person uh, carries with him something much bigger than himself, like Brady does. Brad, Brady's carrying a culture with him. He's carrying a, a way of being. It's on, on any team I've ever been on, of any kind of team, you know, uh, that changes the landscape of it because you, uh, uh, how you feel inside or how somebody makes you feel inside really, really, really matters. And he's carrying a culture with him. It's much bigger than him, uh, and he'll set a great example. And now players are going to want to go to that team. I don't know, Daryl, is that is that true? One or two guys come on, or one person speaks, and you listen, right? Well, I mean, if you if you have somebody the caliber of player that uh, Tom Brady is, and he goes somewhere like you know, Tampa Bay, you know, you got Bruce Arians out there. Love you Bruce. have a pretty talented, you know, receiver core. But at the same time, like, I, I wonder – just about how he's going to hold up behind that offensive line. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's just the people talk to me all the time. They say, "Oh, well, Tom Brady's going to Tampa Bay. They're really going to do it." And I'm like, "Listen, yeah, yeah. don't let the you know the pro football focus you know uh, stat sheet fool you. When you have somebody like Jameis Winston who's throwing an egregious amount of interceptions because he's going off script, or you think, "Oh, well, that offensive line has been blocking." No, he's running for his damn life. So for somebody <laughs> yeah. like Tom Tom Brady to go there, I think he's I mean, he's endangering at least himself being behind that unit, but that's just that's just my my take on it. What do I know? You know? Well, you know, I you know plenty. I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> you know the drill. I mean, that if 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 the trenches aren't aren't uh, aren't doing their job, everything else caves in. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. But that's but that's that was my point though about bringing the culture is that you know that those those players I'm sure don't want this to be said about them and you know they they have a reason to to dig a little bit deeper work a little bit harder and all of those things which is which is it, it's plausible i mean if you think about this for a minute um any any player that makes it into a pro league isn't is not a ter not only not a terrible player at what they do but they are in the top smallest percentage of everybody that does what they do in the world so what makes the great greats after that that's a whole nother discussion but the bottom line is nobody that's playing on that team is 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 is, is a you know they're not it's not like some rogue high school person with you know in some off the wall town in some off the wall <laughs> state i mean these are, these yeah, are, you're right these are, these, right. Are, these are the top people in the world yep. and so what makes the top when they get together and you know in every single sport you're going to have your brady surface your whoever else uh your ray lewis your mahomes your hockey you're going to have Sidney crosby show up out of nowhere and go to a team lemieux was on you know you're going to have have this happen why and how were they that great when they came in oh they were great but then something happened and so that's, that's what I think Brady brings with him that can affect 
the players around him. And yes, of course, I'm talking to people in Tampa. I'm texting with them. They're like, "Oh no, he's gonna get he's gonna get smashed." That's exactly what I'm saying. He's gonna get slaughtered behind that line, man. I think I think they're gonna address that probably in the draft, and and you know they got free agency going. That's got to be their number one priority is to get you know some protection for him down there but but you did the thing about it is jay is like with, with, with respect to offense and, and, and it's it's we've talked we touched on this uh, a couple of times here on the podcast about you know you know mike you know uh the the, the beat the meat of the tone like it 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 takes timing it, you have to be synchronous you have to be and you can get people from free agency you can you can you can get uh you can address it in the draft but it takes time to be on the same page with the guy who's at the helm back there. That's why he's been so successful with New England for as many years as he has. Everybody is on the same page. That starts with Bel- that started with Bill Belichick. It, it, it went down to Brady, and they were able to have you know uh, you know just just a, a dynasty. You know what I mean? He's not gonna go to Tampa Bay and start a dynasty this year with what they have right now. It's gonna take some time, and I just hope that his body lives through it to get there. That's what I'm saying. All right. Valid. Uh, your, your, your presentation was both true and valid. So that's very, very good. Uh, I, I do have to remind us all that um, Mr. Brady uh, has gone, his percentage of going to the Super Bowl is 50% of the years he's been in the league. That That's just not even believable, okay? That's just outrageous. It's outrageous. It's just, it's the alien but the other thing is he's done it with different teams he's done it with cast offs he's done it with college kids so there's some that's where the story is and that's all i was saying at the beginning is it's going to be entertaining and you know it's going to be talked about and just and it's you know god help him if he loses a couple of games oh there he goes yeah he can't win. starts four oh, and three oh, oh, that, the patriots lose oh they can't win without brady <laughs> It's going to be crazy. It's going to be entertaining. And, you know, uh, all the parties are going to just have to toughen up and stick by their guns and just go to work every day. That's all it is. I'll tell you, I got a a kind of competing theory there. So one of the things I think was interesting, I never really bought the idea of Tom Brady going to uh, California, like the Niners or the Chargers or anything like that. I always kind of felt like if he was going to leave New England, it would be the, the Raiders or some wild card team. Florida doesn't have a state income tax. So he just went, he took, you know, the same deal he could have got from New England probably to go down to Tampa Bay and play, you know, in a state for two years with no state income tax. I mean, the man has literally nothing to lose. And all he did was just, he took, he probably took the same deal, maybe a little bit more. Uh, in a state where he's going to pay no tax on on the, on the state level, and what? I mean, there's because I was reading an article uh, a couple months ago about how these like how Nevada and Florida are positioning themselves long term to be the new home of like top tier pro sports because they want to lure these athletes with no state income tax, and they're the mm. only ones that that are doing it. I think I think maybe Ohio has something similar, but. But anyway, that that had a big that has a big reason why the 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 Raiders moved to Las Vegas, the uh, the what is it the Golden Knights or whatever in, in the NHL, and mm-hmm. also now with sports betting being you know uh, legal everywhere basically, uh, it adds for a pretty interesting set of circumstances. So 
I like the the like you're saying the the intrigue, the entertainment aspect of it. But I think uh, I think either way, Tom duped us all. I think he 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 went out big here. So if I know someone in Tampa, there's no income tax. I can I bet I can get some good money for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might have a couple extra shekels to uh, throw your way. But you know what? Let me let me tell the story of how I got it. Dream Theater was uh, zipping through the U.S. on our last tour, and uh, we uh, went through uh, Cincinnati, and the hotel that we stayed at um, had a humongous foyer, which is a, I like that word. A foyer. It's just fun, it's fun to say. So like, <laughs> So even if it's not even, I probably not the right word, but anyway, um, I, uh, I got off the bus and, you know, of course we're half asleep when we get off the bus. Um, literally I, my hat's on sideways and I, I, I forget things in the bus. I, my glasses, oh my gosh, I got to run back. So I'm a mess, right? So I walk in up and as I'm walking in, a tour manager comes out and he said, Rick, he says, uh, he goes, I know what you're going to do when you get in there. <laughs> it's like. What? So, so, <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> so, so I walk in, and the place has 200 of these things. It was a charity auction. Of course, the very, very first one when you walk in was this one. Nice. <laughs> You're not going to so, lose that I, auction. I, I, so I, I just start giggling, right? Because I, I, now I know what he meant by that. He goes, I know what you're going to do. You're gonna, right? <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I get in, and I look at it. And, um, you know... I look down and I see that nobody's bid on it, but they have a starting price. And it's like, it's a charity. They're like, okay, I'm just going to put my name on it. I'll pay what they ask for this initial price and whatever. I'm sure I'll get outbid. And then I, as I'm writing my information down, I was like, wait a minute. I'm a, they, they, nobody likes this guy here. I'm going to win this thing, right? Because nobody's going to buy it. And it was a, there were amazing sports uh, plaques in there of all kinds of championship teams. And this one has the six Super Bowl tickets and the whole bit. So I, I knew I was going to get it. Sure enough, I got a call because of some of the guys are like, oh, you're not going to win that. Oh, that, it's not signed. You know, don't, don't get it. That's not the point. It's, it's not, not signed. It's not, it's, it's not a money thing. It really isn't. It's a passion. It really, yeah, it's just like, and now that he's gone, this thing is like, that's it. That's the oh, last one. Man. man. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sure Dream Theater fans, uh, a high percentage may not be interested in the football and sports talk. That's <laughs> all right. We'll get, we'll, listen. Yeah, but they might be interested in that kind of story because I thought, you know, it ties everything in, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> we, we love it, and we'll sure. definitely get to the Dream Theater stuff. Dream Theater just uh, wrapped up its European and Latin American <clears throat> tours. I saw you guys were all over the place. We just had Zach Rossi, uh, our, our good man Zach, on the show last week. And uh, he was telling us all about uh, some of the excitement there and some of the sites you guys got to see to wrap up 2019 and start the new year. How was, uh, how was Latin America? Did we go there? <laughs> <laughs> You're on some blur. You can't even tell. Where was I last? I was in Europe. Last. You were in Europe in twenty, yeah, to start twenty twenty. I think before that, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, uh, yeah, South America yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I mean, well, basically, uh, fly only tours, like um, through Asia and through South America, are really, really brutal for us as far as everything is concerned. Um, off, off the stage because uh, we don't, we don't have time to really do anything. Or see anything, and not only that, 
But in order to get to the next show, you have to fly at a certain time, and that means like when do you sleep? And then you sleep yeah. on flights, and it's it's like I I it's it's always a blur after I come back. But what I what I do never forget, what I remember are just just the crowds, just the absolute you know monstrous crowds uh, screaming and yelling and, and and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. I saw, some, that. I saw some of the uh, videos. It was, it was uh, crazy to see, see you guys playing in front of like, arenas, stadiums, it looks like, you know, and uh, 20,000 people. I would, I would love to see Dream Theater uh, at a show like that. That's got to be some powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's it's, it's absolutely tremendous. Um, many of the places in Europe were were uh, were large, you know, and it's just great seeing seeing the places packed. Um, and it's and it's an interesting thing because um, if if uh, you know if if people don't don't research and actually think for themselves when they hear things or see things. In other words, you could. You, you could go to a, a, a certain uh, group or board or whatever, and, and, and you would think because uh, literally 15 or 29 people still are angry that, uh, you know, that I'm in the band and stuff like that. You would think that's the consensus. But then, but then who are all the people in the venues then? I, know. I mean, who are all those people? It's packed. They're all packed. So what is this? What are these two worlds of people that buy into things that they read and see without researching or the, the, the truth it's crazy because the truth is amazing um and i'm living it you know i'm looking out there and smiling at people it's great it's all great but that's yeah well that's it. it's you know kind of on that topic you know like you're saying i you see a couple it's a vocal minority you know it's the same kind of oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. culture that's you know around everything uh oh, sadly absolutely. these days where you know oh, yeah a few people are getting their kind of opinion out but like you're saying the the, the shows are oh, yeah. packed and you know anytime uh you know anytime i've been at a dream theater show the last couple of years it's always everybody's just super super excited the energy's high and everybody's happy to be there oh it's it's yeah it's, it's absolutely fantastic no question about it and thank you to everybody that's having fun at these you know because it is fun <laughs> it's fun for us hey mike can i can i ask you a question yes let me ask you one question. Um, when you're sitting back there behind your kit and you're looking out and you got all those people, um, and this is something that I know between the guys that I've played with, we, we talk about the importance of the locker room, how we really miss that. But, you know, there's a little portion of myself that sometimes I just miss that environment. I miss the stadiums. I miss seeing all the people, all the fans, and just kind of taking it all in, everyone in one place just to kind of, you know, get a look see at, at, at what it is you're doing like how does how does that feel when you just take the enormity of it all in um it feels um um remember marvin martian from uh, bugs bunny the earth shattering I'm going to blow up the Earth with the Illudium Piercer to explore some space modulator. Space modulator. It's blocking my view of Venus. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's the anomaly is like it's it's Earth shattering to the point that I have to 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 control it and block it out because I'm such a uh, I have a lot of voltage. I have a lot of voltage. Uh, I don't have to 
have to <laughs> I don't have to find all these uh, reasons to get myself amped up. I have to go the other way and tone it down. So that's the basic thing, Daryl. It's just that feeling cannot be replicated. Uh, I can practice all day here. Uh, it is not the same thing. I could work a song here, rehearse as opposed to practice. There's a difference. You know, my practicing a grow, but then there's rehearsing. I could rehearse. It's not the same. I mean, it's just the, the, the sheer electricity, the, the electrochemical thing, the, the meaning of it. It's overwhelming. It's earth shattering. So, yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's my perspective. It's just earth shattering. You know? It doesn't change. I can't help it. It's involuntary. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I mean, I, no wonder why I miss it because you can't replicate it anywhere. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I get that way when uh, uh, the very, very, very rare times that I've made it to a hockey game, it just hasn't happened much. Uh, it's just not something that I do. You know, touring musicians go home, our vacation is sitting down in your own house and sleeping in your own bed. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, when I go to a hockey game or even an arena uh, that's, that's a hockey arena, um, I smell, I, I get that smell when I was a, a young teenager playing ice hockey and it yep. does something to me. So when Dream Theater, uh, you know, when we zip through, we always seem to be in, in the coldest places in the winter. <laughs> it's just crazy. It is absolutely crazy. You know, it's like, well, let's, let's, start out, let's start out in Helsinki and in January. How many tours have we done? And we've done that. Um, but yeah. ice arenas, I walk in and I get it. You know, I get I get the jitters earlier in the day when it's an ice arena because it brings me back to uh, that yeah. excitement about, you know, just, just the smell of the ice, you know, just the sound and the feel of the, after the ice is the Zamboni, which is another great word, after the Zamboni <laughs> yeah. cleans the ice when your skates are sliding in the puck, when you hear it go into the net, when you're warming up, it's just like the sights and sounds, are, oh my gosh. So I have a double. Sensory. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel the same way. You smell it. You, you can smell the feel. You can smell the pads. You know, you can just, that, that whole environmental sensory that that effect i feel it and every year I'm, I'm 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 in i'm in my office you know cutting things and producing but you know it doesn't change when i when i leave my office and i go outside i'm like oh man it's football season i can smell it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know yeah, exactly awesome. i know exactly what you mean daryl because it's like there you have like that a memory of uh you know getting getting your face in the dirt or something when you're a teenager playing the game and then you know it's it just sticks with you no matter how far you get from it and uh you know drumming's the same way um there's this uh this nasty alley behind this club we used to play at called the trocadero i don't know if you've ever been there mike in philly it recently just closed and uh spent a lot of time back there and it smelled like fish ass basically and uh sometimes you know like sometimes like you're you're walking i'm you know you're walking around the city uh, like in New York or Philly or something, and uh, you catch that drift, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, this directly connects me to a gig at the truck, yeah. you know, and and loading my drums in and that excitement, and and it's weird how your brain That's does cool. that, and you're like, I like, like, yeah. it's not that I enjoy this smell, but I enjoy the right. memories associated with this fish ass, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess That's you guys, it. you guys probably are are, are far from uh, loading in on the uh, fish alleyways these days, I would imagine, right? 
Yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit removed, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> there, there have been some types of ass that I've smelled in locker rooms that I, I they tie me to things, but <laughs> not not, uh, not that of the fish. That's good. Right, That's good. And, and and you know, rock, rock, rock stars have their own dressing rooms sometimes. Sometimes not. Yeah, you. Well, I would. Well, I wouldn't know. I'm not a rock star. Right. You're, yeah. A humble. Just, just a humble just, percussionist, right? There's, 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 there's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, I mean, I'm just a drummer stuck in the back. You know. I don't that's know. right. That's where you. But, uh, yeah. That's where we belong, right, Mike? Right in the back. Yeah. yeah that's it. So, the, so, humble. so you got home. You just been hanging out. Dream Theater tour wraps up in the in uh, in Europe. Uh, you, you come home. I noticed you started doing uh, some of these new instructional videos on YouTube and uh, posting them on social media. And from the fans' perspective, I know that's stuff that people have kind of been clamoring for is to see more videos of, of what you're doing and explanation of it. So, I mean, where did you kind of – what, what kind of made you finally uh, get into that? And do you have a plan, like an overall plan with this? Are you starting a YouTube channel? What are you, what are you thinking about with this? Well, uh what what led me to it was the time <laughs> because i you know uh, there are responsibilities that that i have that um have changed so it has opened up some time and that's the main thing the second thing is i've had a i've had a, a youtube channel and some social media um outlets for a while but i i really only got them so no one else would take my name i never uh-huh. really was into it and intended on using them i just didn't want someone else to have my name that's the reason that i got them i just it's just it was it was it's a type of thing like if i'm spending my time doing that then i'm not that i'm not doing the thing that makes people want to be a fan in other words if my drumming slips and i can't do what i do on the drums then what's the point of the social media <laughs> i don't get it yep you know, but now I, I mean, I, I see it's just a, I understand what it is now. And I started up an Instagram. Uh, well, I had the Instagram, but I started using it actually um, to, to put up these minute videos. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I could I could do a whole video series on Rhythm Knowledge 1 and 2. And there there is, there does exist rhythm knowledge three and four basically not in book form but they exist all the information's been in existence for for a while um so i i you know i i can i can step through and make a whole ton of short videos on this maybe i mean i have to see what it entails it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work and you know something has to pay for the electricity and all that so we'll, we'll see what i can come up with to to uh, where I'm going to use my time and how much time I'm going to spend with that. But for now, I'm enjoying putting out videos that people are enjoying just because it's it's fun for me to do it um, at this point. That's all it is. It's fun. It's, it's people are enjoying it. So, yeah. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly love it, and I think it's really cool to give people kind of like a look behind the scenes of what you're doing there, you know, because it's like you're get you're – it's one thing to show people kind of like videos of it live, which you've been doing, but to, to invite kind of people into your practice space and then it, step by step. And then the way you're doing it with the, with the little, you know, uh, words coming up on the screen to explain what you're you know, expanding on it. It's very, it's very, uh, I don't know what the, the word is for it. It's, it's engaging and it's, um, it's a unique take on, on what the videos are. And it kind of reminds me of like growing up watching 
all those you know Hudson you know inst you know instructional DVDs and VHS tapes and stuff. Um, it's it's really cool, and uh, you know I I certainly appreciate it, and I know the fans do. So hope I hope you keep going with that, man. Yeah, and you know another thing about it um, that that that's important to me is learning. I'm in a learning curve right now, and I needed it. I actually really needed to do this because of a couple of things. A as of two days ago, I didn't know how to upload an Instagram video so it's square and it actually fits. I mean, it sounds like simple, and I, I have like in-depth computer programming in my background that I didn't know this, <laughs> right? So, so, so it's like, you know, hey, hey, smarty, awesome. you can't even cool. use it. You can't even use an Instagram. Well, that's dude. what your kids so are. I'm like, that's, that's, that's what your son's for, right? Go and just. Uh, yes, I did. He's your he's your yeah, consultant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They can only the be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing I'm learning is I have become, I've become, you know, quickly aggravated if I go and do a search on a topic and I see that in the searches, on the search engines online, they are hijacked by ads, pages of ads. And, you know, you can't get a video that, that says, here is how you remove a screw from yes. an aluminum door. Okay? And, and, <laughs> and what happens is you press one of these videos and you don't get your answer. They're like, well, blah, blah, blah. And now, you're, and now, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, could you just show me how to get the screw out of the door, please? <laughs> uh, that's, that's me. That's me all the time. So, so, so I've been putting the videos out. It's like, here's the title. This, I'm doing it right now. That's why the pale blue dot was like, okay, it's 19, go. And I start counting it. Like, this is not even, you know, I didn't do a whole rigmarole, which I normally would have done, which is... So back in th such and such a date, there was a sound check beat, um, and we were writing the album for Distance Over Time, and then John Petrucci had the sound check. <laughs> it's beats like a New Yorker my, article. You know, it's like, and I, and 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 I just I just shaved off four minutes. Yeah. It would have taken me four minutes to say that, and it's like. Here's Pablo Dot. It's in 19. Here we go. And so I started putting the captions, and if you notice, I'm. I'm actually I'm throwing in a few Batman ones in on purpose, like swag and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and the best one of all. Yeah, I, with the with the hi hat, you're like and it's, yeah. And I like yep. how you it, you know what it kind of reminds me of. It's like the old remember the old pop up videos on VH1 where it's like yeah. this actor was uh, in the Campbell Soup commercial <laughs> yeah. in 1988. You know, and it's like because because you're, you're you you said something like when the, the with the hi hat, and you're like the the hi hat also helps the band know that we're switching to five. And I was like, yeah. you know, that's that's what I mean about people like it, it's it's like we've gotten so inundated with content. That now we need to know the the reason behind the content, and that's what people find interesting. It's like you get into you know pro wrestling, but now I'm interested in the business of, of of how do they decide who becomes the champion. It's like it has nothing to do with the programming. You're just interested in the the background and that kind of stuff. I think people are really curious about because for a long time, um, you know, Dream Theaters, you know, it's a it's that band that everybody that's a musician knows. And, and now I feel like more than ever, they're getting more information about how the, how the sausage is made in a good way. You know what I mean? 
Well, it is it is a good way, and it is it is a good. Uh, it's a sign of something good. It's a sign of a good trend. And one other sign of this kind of trend that you know permeates life, and no matter what is spoken about online, this is a trend: um, trolling and trolls and people uh, spewing what they think. Now, on the surface. On the surface, this is this is a, this is horrific because people that don't know somebody, but only read the take by a hateful person or a troll, can tend to be influenced by that, and that's the power of it. That's the power of lying, the power of trolling, the power of bots that that, that will go onto sites and just say things, and it's untrue, completely untrue. But here's the here's the silver lining. It's what you just said. The silver lining is that people are getting. That that sense of wait a minute, how do I know this is true? Not many, not enough, but people are learning about how to find the truth. And now maybe rules of argumentation and rhetoric will permeate culture. It's gonna take it's gonna take decades because you are never gonna tell somebody ever, ever. You are never gonna convince somebody to change any belief that they have in anything. But over time. Over time, what happens is people make choices of their own accord to learn and to search. And then at the end of the day, there has to be a method for finding out who's lying and who's not lying about anything. And this is a good thing because if you look at any kind of site and you see the ugliness and the hate and, and all of that stuff, um, um, what happens is you begin to analyze the way things are being said. For example, just this, just let me throw something at you. If I was to say um, uh, all planets spin, the Earth is a planet, therefore the Earth spins. That makes sense. That's a kind of syllogistic logic. Okay, but and, and that's and that's like the old adage of Socrates: uh, all men are mortal. Socrates is a man, therefore Socrates is mortal. And this is this perennial, you know, this statuesque rock of a thing. But check this out. This, there's more than that. There's more than all planets spin. How about this? The laws of physics prove that everything has a spin, including planets. Earth is a planet. The Earth spins. You see, because if I just say um, all planets spin, the question now that someone should ask is, Oh, yeah? How do I know that? Prove it. That's where society's got to go. How do we know that? How do we know that? How do you know that? And um, the, the difference is, is monumental because I read this. It just hit me the other day because I, I read the Socrates line. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute, though. Okay. All men are mortal. Okay, well, that's that's heavy because we know all life dies. It's born and it dies. But, but it's like, well, wait a minute. There are some things you just can't take at face value. How do you know something's true? And so I, I, I really see a great curve happening. Well, more and more people are like, uh, 
wait a minute, who said that? What's the source of the information? Oh, this person works for this company who did this and bought that. They're biased. This person's history is of this affiliation and this philosophy and this way of thinking. Wait a minute, they're totally biased. They can't just take this for face value. How do we know that's true? Let me see the document. Or let me see, you know, it's like this, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know well, yeah, I'm absolutely. And like, I think I think on top of that, a good way to know if, if somebody's, in my opinion, is trying to deceive you with that kind of uh, presentation of, of a fact or, or an idea is when they're appealing to your emotional reaction as opposed to your logical thought. So we see this all the time and we're seeing this right now with uh, you know what we're all uh, going through together with this, with this coronavirus, which is, you know... Um, a statement will be made and then they'll say which signals yada 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 and it goes and you go you take if you take a step back and you say what he said was oranges are citrus he didn't say you know anything else that doesn't signal that all we have to eat now is oranges you know what i mean like and i'm just using that as a, as an example so it's so it's completely apolitical but my point is if 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 somebody says something and then someone else is telling you what it means and then they're appealing to your emotions, they're probably trying to deceive you or, or, or in some way influence you to do something that is not your, you know, it's not the best no. option for you. Do you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, and I, I know what you're saying because we've become a, a well, we've become a, a very spoiled uh, culture. Uh, we have we, we've uh, we've become lazy all of us in, in, in different ways you know so it's a cliff it's a cliff notes culture rely on someone to right. do the work for you rely on someone else to read the book and then to tell you what the book says which is now this 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 cancer has permeated so many facets of, of the educational system from high to low from old to young it's like oh no, no don't read the book but we'll tell you what it says um it's really really unbelievable but but uh, the thing is um i i like to see the trend uh where people are questioning uh because you 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 you, you, you this is what's going to happen we're it's a cliff notes culture it's like well, let's go read the document ourselves or let's research how this works ourselves let's find out who this person really is ourselves and it's like whoa wait a minute Wow, it takes time. Well, who has the time to do that? Guess what? We all have the time we, now, baby. We all got the time now. See, now's, now's the time for a massive period of growth. The, the unfortunate thing is what we all, I don't even want to almost talk about it. You know, the, just the collapse of, of, of people's ability to survive is just outrageous. It is completely outrageous. So anyway, it's just too sensitive of an issue. But... If we step back, yeah, I mean, it's like, what, 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 what is it a sign of, when, when, when uh, people are going back and forth on online, and what are people, and how do people work? That's something that was important to me before I became a teacher, you know. And that's what, that's what, that's what my rhythm knowledge system is based on. Was asking questions like, what am I? I mean, not who am I? Forget who I am. I can change right. that. What am I? Because I'm not going to be changing what I am. Uh, and, and I, so I thought. But in essence, no, what we are is a certain thing. But hold on a minute. What we are is also what we learn. It's, it's what the information we put in there makes us what we are, too. So it's like, wow, 
I can change this. And what am I? Well, when I studied the brain, I realized that the emotional part of the brain, it's an electrochemical thing. It's outside of the, of, of the reasoning area. And that is like, and that's like outside of the moral center. You wonder that this is an accident when you have your morals in line first, then you have an ability to reason. It's like, but if you if, if if you have your morals removed and your ability to reason removed, what you have is your emotion. So you got people playing all your emotions back and forth. And there's no way a belief system's gonna change. There's no way an affiliation is gonna change. There's no way any of these things are gonna change. All it's gonna do is people are gonna get they're gonna argue on a what 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 level with it's like a high level language. It's like you're arguing about how Windows about how Windows or a Mac handles things on a screen and you're completely forgetting that there's machine language and then you're completely forgetting that it's binary that's a zero and one deep down because you don't see it you don't see it but that that's like that's how the brain is made and i'm just like wow wow and now i'm seeing you know 30 years later i'm looking at this whole online thing evaluating it from that perspective thinking people are going to figure it out not everybody but even if it's even if it's a a, a small chunk, it was more than it was before, and those people can go on to influence other people to learn how to figure it out. You know, what is it? What a, you find out more truth from signs than you do from words. Someone can just say something, oh, our planet spin. Well, okay, I think it's pretty safe to say that, but do we know that? And say, well, yeah, the laws of physics back it up, and you can count on that. Well, I'll tell you, you know, on this on the subject of kind of this this idea about that, you know, information being absorbed, you know, they talk about, you know, people that smoke cigarettes, right? When you stop smoking cigarettes, there's what the repair that immediately happens in the first 24 hours, and then the 48 hours. And then after a week, your heart rate comes down, like all these things. By the time you've done it, you know, you've been off cigarettes for nine months, your lung function is back to optimal, all that stuff. Right. I think, you know. The more people pull back from some of these institutions right now, and now we're all kind of hanging out at home, and like you said, we've got the time to read it. Not everybody's going to be there, but enough people, I think, are going to disconnect right now and, and have time to really think about what they're doing in their life and, and what they're doing next. We just had a interview yesterday, which will which will air next week with uh, Super Bowl Fifty champion uh, Ryan Harris, and and his his thing was saying, you know, what do you what are you going to be after this? And I think um, whether it's drumming or or you know becoming a better a better home chef uh, or working on your garden at home, there's all sorts of ways that you can uh, improve, you know, for what we're going to be after this. And uh, I'm I'm hopeful for it, Daryl. I know I know you're hopeful for it, brother. Well, always hopeful, um, and and always um, I, I'd like to say always um, rooting for the, the 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 good out of all situations that kind of impact you with a, a bit of adversity. Um, I, I think what's what's really profound about what you guys were discussing before about uh you know searching for the truth and and i found this just through you know working with different people like ryan who we had on um yes you know 
yesterday. Um, but uh, and to your point too, to to Mike, truth is always found at the point of origin. Um, you you talked about it when you're you're behind your drum kit and the enormity of of everything you feel. You say I have to go in the opposite direction. I can't take all that in. I can't go outward. I have to go inward, and that's where your truth is found. You you spoke about it. Um, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, you start to say, hey, you know what? If if I'm going to do these videos to teach and to instruct, not only is it is it educational for those that you know watch the videos, but it's a way for me to practice my craft and still stay and work inward uh, to make sure that I'm doing the things that matter. I'm doing the things that make people want to watch, and and that's honing um, the craft that I have inside. I mean, this is to me, this is this is fascinating. Awesome, that's what it is. So. It's just one of those principles that works because we're people before we are football players or drummers or carpenters or anything. We're people first. So what, what is a people? What, what is a person? You know, how, what am I? How do I work? And, you know, the, the layman's work that I did understanding cognitive science so many years ago was out of a sense of responsibility that if I'm going to be a teacher and advise somebody, I, I don't want to direct them in a bad way. And that's the horror of all the of all the trolling and the bots and the people that are so ugly uh, online. That's the horror of it is that there are impressionable folks out there that haven't had any reason to open up and think, how do I know that's true? And how do I find out what is true? So, yeah, when we find out how we work and how the emotions work and the brain and all of these things, it's like, wow, that's fascinating. But we not everyone's going to have the time. I know how, how many times in my life have I had those 3 a.m. wake-ups. It's like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to take care of my family right now? What, what, what am I going to do? You can't. You're not spending your time like reading. You're freaking out most of the time. You, know, you don't know where you're going to turn or what you're going to do. Uh, it's a horrific existence. So, you know, we're, we're going to have, um, again, you're going to have a mix of, of, of all kinds of, of takes on our current situation. We're going to have a mix of all kinds of um, involuntary reactions to it based on our needs. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So, you know, I can just, uh, I can just imagine that, that uh, if we don't get, <laughs> we don't get networking and uh, watching out for each other and the right things happen, um, decisions made for us. If the right things don't happen, you know, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be trouble, big trouble. So yeah, and that's yeah. you know that's that's it's funny because you know, Mike, you've you've been an important part of this about uh, this journey on the Everyman Podcast. You've been on the show a number of times, and we've had these conversations on air and off the air about uh, positivity and, and trying to build this community. You know, and what we've been building here um, and sharing, you know, with your stories and, and the other guys in Dream Theater and just everyone. Um, and here we find ourselves in this situation where it's like, hey, we're all in this thing together. Like we've been saying, grab a paddle and let's let's keep moving forward. And, you know, um, I think uh, not only, are, you know, our Dream Theater fans that are listening, but uh, just just the Everyman uh, podcast fans in general certainly appreciate, you know, you giving us some of your time here. And, uh, you know, obviously you could be you could be unleashing a few extra volts and working on uh working on some top secret project, but you're here giving us some time and, and we certainly appreciate that. And, um, you know, about the bots thing, it's funny you mentioned that because I've started, I've seen that with, with our content where it gets to a certain point and, um, 
some of the comments back and forth, it doesn't even make sense that it's an actual. And then you start looking at the account, and then it's like, wow, I'm letting a, a artificial program. It's not even into, I don't even want to call it intelligence. It's just programmed to to input certain things when it receives output certain things when it receives a certain input, and I'm letting this software rile me up, you know. And that's, it's like it, you got to keep that in perspective that, you know, you might not actually be engaging <laughs> with a person online. You might just be yelling at a piece of software. So, yeah, you got to be careful who you follow. You got to be careful what you what what what, what, what the account source is. It's just you have to, like, do a little bit of work again. I, I, I just don't want to be a Cliff Notes person anymore. I, I refused a long, long time ago. Uh, and started buying the books myself and started researching myself. And then I bought, I bought an entire um, uh, college course on argumentation. If you would, you would look at this thing and think it hurts your brain just to read the table of contents, <laughs> just the section on making claims, the section <laughs> on different kinds, you know, the, just, the, just the, uh, the amount of bullet points on the kinds of evidence that, that, that exist and what makes certain evidence better than other evidence, the claims, evidence, warrant, discussion, validity, truth. These things are just like, and then it gets really deep. It's like, wow. And this is on a cassette. These are on cassettes. <laughs> was that I like 60 it. volumes? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, 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 I bought it when I was living in Los Angeles. What year was that? It was when I was with Vi. It was the late 90s. And this is, and I had a lot of downtime at one point, and this is what I did with my time. I'm like, I am sick of, of not knowing a lot of things about how life works and how society works. And, you know, how did this country even become formed? Like any country. How, who is this person? Who are these people? Who are these people? Where did they come from? And why do I use these words every day? I don't even know what they mean. What do these words mean? I started to think about all those things. Like, what's the source of this? Where did it come from? And I needed the course on argumentation to learn about arguments about, yeah, if someone makes a point, it's, it's, you can't, it's, it's not even valid. Someone could go off and talk about subject C, but the question was like on muffler parts, and now you're talking about um, uh, uh, the letter F. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't just twist the subject like that. <laughs> Answer the question. It's an yeah. art form. It's, it's an art form. It's, it's it's deep stuff, and then it all brings us back to uh, to 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 Mr. Brady, doesn't it? And what's going to happen there? <laughs> it does. It certainly does. So, is there anybody want to bid on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a get a uh, a Mike Mangini owned uh, goat, Tom Brady. Uh, you can submit your bids in the comments below. Um, so, as how, we- <laughs> how am I how am I going to get how am I going to sign this? If he doesn't live here anymore, I mean, I don't know the guy, but I know people that know uh, people. And you I'm never sure know you, knows who, right? I'm sure you know somebody down there in Clearwater, in the Clearwater area. Well, you, might be able to, you might be able to work something out. I know it's a more small town. people here that could have driven us to Gillette Stadium, maybe made a connection if I was smart, but I didn't think. Listen, we none of us thought Tom Brady was leaving. You know, of all things, we didn't think he was going all the way to Tampa. But, uh, you know, as we start to, to wind down here, um, what are you going to be, uh, you know, I, I know our fans are, are curious, what are you going to do with your time, since we've been talking about all this uh, positive stuff here, what are you going to be doing with your newfound time uh, as a drummer, as a uh, businessman, as an artist, what are you going to be doing? 
I'm working on uh, techniques with my feet, uh, those of which I, I just posted on Instagram um, yesterday, was a, f a video of flaws. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I see, oh, I'm, wa I'm watching all kinds of uh, drumming videos. It's all like, it's all perfect it's all great i'm like wait a minute i gotta put something out there where i am not i'm warming up and my feet are not perfect they're not working right so how is it that i get them to work perfectly now i think people are interested in that because that's real that's that's all of us it's us yep. we're all the same like that so um, so i'm going to be working on my, my foot technique through the use of dynamics and different foot motions uh to help like my body will teach my body because I know how to focus on what's going on inside. So I'm going to pay attention to all of my senses and all of my parts and I'm going to learn and I'm going to let my body teach my body through dynamics. So that's one thing for my feet. Um, I, I have, you know, a couple of uh, secret, but one thing, you know, I'm working on, I'm just, I'm not wasting time here. I mean, I'm working on some stuff, Good. but uh, that's, it doesn't matter. I mean, until I finish, doing whatever it is I got to do, it's, it's irrelevant anyway. So uh, another thing is um, uh, I just started, you know, uh, well, I, I, I've compiled whenever Dream Theater gets together again, you know, um, I, I, I sing my riffs into my audio notes. And I'm just collecting things and just thinking ahead and doing a little bit of that. And there's domestic things, a lot of domestic things I'm working on. But the videos, you know, I, I, I'll think about it because I think I think there's a, um, yeah, people are enjoying it. So I got to figure out how to how to balance it all. So I don't know fully. That's a long answer, huh? That's a, hey, it's a good answer, though. You got a lot of, got a lot of plans. So, uh, I, so I, I, go ahead. What are, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do. What are the, don't people have questions? Oh, that's that's right where we're headed, Mister uh, Mister Mangini. So, got a few questions from our Everyman Podcast listeners here. Um, some, yeah. some of our uh, our uh, faithful listeners, uh, we want to thank them for for engaging with us. So, Papa Crip wants to know: since you have been with the band for a decade at this point, what is your favorite song to perform, and is there any that you haven't played that you would like to play? Uh, I. I how, how could I possibly have a favorite? I, I don't. But I. But this person wants. Papa wants an answer. Papa wants at an answer. At this point, Papa wants an answer. At this point, it's uh, it's it's pale blue dot, that is um, absorbing my my funny bone and fun bone. Uh, and um, is there a song I would like to perform? Uh, absolutely not. It doesn't come to mind. I don't. I don't. I, I, wait a minute. Uh, I have to really think about it. Um, <laughs> can I throw in? Can I just throw in a request? Yeah. I, I want to hear. I walk beside you on this next tour because you always you always play like a little. You always pop a little one in there. I walk beside you. I love that song. And I want to hear. Wait I wanna, a second. Go ahead. I, I, when I didn't answer the question, that kind of popped in my. I was thinking. Octavarium. Um, I love that. The, that's just my, the, the, yeah. the, the straight ahead tune, though, and, and, and that's it. Um, also, uh, I had made that suggestion for one of our tours. Uh, it was just, yeah. So, I mean, it's just the, the reason is that the so much of the music is so dense that, that, that I feel like playing something where we're just cruising yeah. um, can be, can be, 
can be digestible for anybody new coming to see us. You know, because you the, can't hit for them. the girlfriends you in can't the audience. Hit them the whole time. You can't hit them the whole time. You know, I don't think so. What else? I would I would love that. So, uh, Sonic Karma, uh, our man from Alaska, wants to know: Can you describe the creative process? around leading the composition of Paralyzed, and what musical elements of the song are you most proud of? So he wants to know how it was written? Yeah, with well, the creative process, and, uh, you know, is there any specific okay. parts of that that you really are proud of? Um, well, uh, the creative process was this. Um, like everybody else, I put together, well, this is the first time, to this level that that I actually you know did this, but I wrote I wrote ideas and it wasn't just you know I wasn't humming something out I I, I provided a riff that was very close to what you hear in Paralyzed but not quite the same thing. Uh, my original riff was actually in fifteen, and um, two notes were different. I two or three notes or something. But anyway. Um, so it was, basically, it was basically the riff, but it was 15, and a couple of notes changed. So th that, that was the initial thing. That was a seed. And so the creative process was you bring it into the dream theater realm, or at least when I bring something, it gets, you know, it gets taken apart, uh, and everyone has, has something to say uh, about that. So, um, and I say, I say it like that because, you know, this is a, I had a different way of doing it before. So now it, this was my experience. I mean, for different, it, it works differently sometimes for, for, for depending on the situation and who brings it in and in what condition uh, it's in. So sorry for all that. But the creative process was that was that I brought it and said, let's play it. I played it through the PA system so everyone could hear it. And then, you know, they started learning the notes and then changing the notes and having ideas. And then from there, it morphed off into other sections, which morphed off into other sections with different people in the band taking turns. And that that's exactly what the process was. And when I say different people taking different terms, turns, that's James saying, hold on a minute, what about this melody? And singing it, and then a piece of music or, or instruments being, uh, being, parts being written to support that, or chords going over the top or another riff added by John by either of the Johns that's the creative process is people are throwing that in and so with that paralyzed grew and then um, you know we have discussions to put in or take out time changes which has to do with when the song was was um, was was created in the process in other words if we had created that song when we created pale blue dot it probably would have stayed in 15 and had other sections that, that were more wild so that's part of it too is when in the process was the song initiated and what was our mindset at that time that had something to do with it which is why pale blue dot is crazy because you know at one point um uh, you know, let's you know, just Petrucci is the producer. He's maybe looking at Jordan, saying, "Okay, we're going to repeat this. Just, just, just try like 800 different chords over and see how it goes." Of course, Jordan's over there trying chords, or he'll look at me and say, "Okay, we're, we're going to go out now. What have you not done in, with any band on any record that's too complicated and but musical? What what is it?" And then that's when the middle section of triplets and the five superimposed and the triplets. That's how that got birthed. 
because John said that to me. He's like, what, what haven't you done with anybody? Well, give me, give me like your craziest stuff, but that's musical fits in. So stuff like that. Craziest musical stuff. That's yeah. Unleash the dragon. I love that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I mean, because of course my my mind was thinking, well, I can play the triplets in five and take three of them, which makes fifteen notes, and I can place eleven notes in the place of those fifteen, and take those eleven notes and phrase them in a parallel force. I mean, nobody would, everyone would, would just would sound like a big mistake. So I had to be careful how far I went. I mean, what I can do is is eons and levels and levels and levels way up, which further, it's much deeper than what is considered just palatable and musical to most people. So I had to dial it way down. To do it, to believe it or not, I had to dial it way down to to to, to, to make. <laughs> to I make love that I love you, Mike. You're the man. You are the man, Mike. It's the truth. I know, but that's that's you're just giving us the truth, and I love it. Um, last it's just a- <laughs> last question from from the fans here. Uh, Momo wants to know um, what part of your drumming do you feel that needs the most improvement, despite being so proficient all around. A very bold question by Momo there. Oh, 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 I have the answer to that. I'm working on it right now. Um, uh, making my feet have more of the qualities that my hands have, which means the control with the use of dynamics. And the funny thing about it is I could turn away from this. It's a very hard thing to do because your legs are a lot heavier than hands and your balance uh, your entire sense of timing on a drum kit comes from your ability to adjust your balance which is within your feet and your your butt on a stool so it's really difficult to make feet do this way more difficult than hands now i could turn away from this because at the end of the day most of the music that i am paid to play since i started being paid to play music many years ago i have been paid to play music where i have to hit the notes more evenly unless the drums are twice as loud as everything in the mix and so if i'm not the loudest thing in the mix like beyond unbelievable like out front and you cannot hear every little thing i'm doing well then i have to smash every note just to be heard because the wall of sound that is electronics these days when you look at a wave file and i don't know daryl during your production if you see your own voice on a file this this is one thing you can see it what's called have transients and spikes um, mm-hmm. if you see a drum part you're going to see it you're going to see it in spikes with transients but when you look at a literally what is a wall you are talking an entire mix or you're talking guitar for the most part it is just a thick Wall, and I know because I compose at home, and it's not even real guitar I'm using. Now I'm looking at keyboard sounds that just go right through yep. it. So for think about it, for a drum to sneak through that is almost impossible unless it is unless it is clear and loud and out front, and that's not going to happen. I mean, in most cases. So. Um, and, and certain parts of the kit can be loud, like the kick and the snare can be loud and louder than everything else. But what if the other stuff is Billy? It's not it's audible, let's just say. Let's just say that someone takes it on and they're, I have a powerful mix. There's a kick drum going boom and a snare drum going 
gush, right? Let's say that that is their idea of what's powerful. Their idea of powerful might not be these metal hi-hats, but I'm doing a bulk of my work on these metal things. So I'd like to like think about, well, I'm not even, my dynamics aren't even sneaking through for, this is de- so decades of, of, of me recording and, and doing things. And, uh, so it's like, why even bother? Why even bother do this with my feet? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I can't do it well. That's why. And I, it's helping me gain a lot more speed and a lot more stamina because I'm finding other muscle groups in use now. And I'm finding it to be musical. I mean, because um, I can really feel... And my feet can do that now. I've never been able to do stuff like that. It's awesome. It's Bro, that is awesome. I can't wait to see you. You that know, because is awesome. Because last time I saw you in October of 2019, you were telling me, "Oh no, I'm I'm way better than last time you saw me." And I was like, "Okay." And then you and then you blew my my friggin' brains out. Um, and then you know, I cannot wait to see Dream Theater uh, back in action after this is all said and done, uh, because I'm certain you're going to be out of control. But uh, but it, under it, control, it, it, you'll thanks. be the most you'll be the yeah. most controlled chaos uh, behind a drum kit ever seen. That, 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 welcome to my uh, my inner volcano. But everyone on the band has this quality, you know, and it's just great to see it. I mean, look at on distance over time. Part of the reason that the guitar solos took on an extra level of wow was because of of the of, the, of John's. Um, uh, universe camp. It was about being Tosin and, and Andy James and, and everybody and just going, whoa, look at these guys. You know what I mean? And, yep. Uh, seeing, what, seeing what's going on out there. Got through, all of them. I mean, just all of them, you know? So it's like, whoa. You know, that had an effect on John. You know, my, as drummers, we, I'm friends with all my, with all the psycho drummers in the world, so we, you know, we we provide some 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 bird feed for each other. We throw it on the ground, go and come get it, you know, all for each other. It's just like it's so it's so fantastic because someone's always pushing some new thing, yeah. um, and it's just great. So yeah, I mean, but everyone in the band has that. Uh, so this this is my thing that's happening. Is this you know? Plus my songwriting is 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 evolving. I mean. Um, it's just I, I I just decided to you know I mean I've always written songs I've written full songs I did it for Extreme in 1994 and 95 I wrote full boat songs that never got used I mean all the instruments and we never we never did another record but I learned you know I learned how to compose I've done it forever I could have done it for Dream Theater from day one I've got tons of songs but it doesn't mean that I was that I was in a position to, to to be asked to do it, number one. And number two, it doesn't mean that anything I offered would have been right. And that's the same thing with distance over time, that I don't mind. You know, I worked hard to provide ideas. It wasn't it wasn't that I tried to force my thing in. It was really not about that. It was that I just wanted to offer. And if something didn't get used, it really didn't bother me. It was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. I didn't even question why. I find patterns like I wonder why this didn't work um, but I just was like okay well what's next and who else has something to say and then someone else in the band had something to say it's like okay 
gosh, oh, great. So let's go with that. And then we would all take these turns. So whatever. I mean, again, I've always done this. It just, look, my parents taught me, you know, don't ever open someone's refrigerator when they invite you in their house. That's a good, that's a a good, that's a good, uh, (laughs) good quote to live by for sure. For sure. Well, Mike, this has been, uh, as always, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Everyman. Thank you for giving us your time. And uh, thanks, Mike. You know, everybody, hang in there. You're, you're welcome. Keep it up. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yo, how are you going to edit this down? It was like seven hours long. Oh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll make it work. We'll make seven it work. Seven hours of awesome. We'll see. You, we'll see you next week, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs>